Isn't there a way that we usually do? No, it's never this. I feel like, well, we... So, hi, welcome to One Tree Will, a podcast where we watch... I know, but like we used to kind of do like a thing before the themes, you know, like where we'd like do a fun little... <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've recapped uh, One Tree... You're, you just put on radio voice. Hey, I'm a professional. <laughs> you did, you, I'm a stone cold we professional. Like <laughs> we were chatting and then really... suddenly just go, well, I... <laughs> Hi everyone! Hi everyone! Hi! Hey. Hi friends! Hi friends! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You so look long. so tall. I'm so You've sorry. So I didn't answer your text. I missed it. Oh, I just saw just saw your text. Sorry, oh, I, I did the it. thing where I I didn't want to open it because then if I knew if I opened it, I wouldn't remember to write back. And then did I opened it, and we didn't record the podcast for a couple months. <laughs> Uh, when Abby went to grad school, Will came with, but when she came home, his legs got stiff. He got stuck across the pond in London still. So what's a love to talk about One Tree Hill? Well, when Abby was a kid, she really liked the series. Will was a kid, he didn't even have a TV. Now they're far apart saying, I wish that you were near me. Hey, let's make a podcast and maybe you will hear me. Hey Siri, what's One Tree Hill about? Basketball, but that's not all to really find out. Just listen to the show as they go through the seasons. They'll give you a couple laughs and maybe a couple reasons to watch the show yourself with your own SO. So if you weren't sure, then now you know so. Oh. Listen to the show alone or maybe with your baby. Uh, but I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Okay, 30 seconds, go. Uh, Luke and Nathan are brothers. Dan is their dad. Uh, Nathan, like, OD'd on steroids. His relationship with basketball and with Haley is getting complicated Luke is dating Brooke now. We forgot that when we started watching the episode. Uh, Therefore, like full on dating. It's not a will they, won't they? They're boyfriend and girlfriend. Peyton has a huge crush on him and is uh, has some tension with Brooke because she still likes him. And it's obvious um, Luke's mom is still at culinary school or maybe working on another TV show right now. And that's why she's not around. Who knows? We love her. We miss her. She's doing great. We're glad she we glad she made the choice for herself. Um, Ravens are still undefeated. They haven't played basketball. Whitey has canceled the game because of Nathan's overdose. Um, what else? We haven't seen mouth or skills in far too long. Awesome. I feel like that was really well done. I'm really proud of you. So let's just dive right in. And yeah, we thought we'd start we uh, a new segment, mm-hmm. kind of a segue from that into this segment is mouthwatch. Mm-hmm. And that is just when we um, tell you whether mouth is in the episode or not, mouth and skills. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Will. <laughs> mouthwatch. He's not. Neither of them are. Episode 11, The Living Years. Dan and Deb and Nathan, it opens on Dan, Deb, and Nathan in therapy, in group family therapy. Um, just, you know, it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. Um, basically, Dan and Deb spend the whole time bickering at each other. And every time the therapist tries to engage Nathan, he kind of just doesn't say anything. Or he literally says pass. <laughs> he literally says pass. <laughs> Which is a basketball thing. So I think he's... He misses it. Yeah. Um, just like everyone, it's just so unproductive. The therapist is doing her best. Maybe. I don't know. Um, she does mention to Nathan if asking if basketball is the problem and he doesn't know. Um, and then when they get out of therapy, the, uh, Deb and Dan drove separately and they're both like, Nathan, get in my car. Nathan, get in my car. Nathan, get in my car. And he looks at them and he goes, ugh. And he turns around and he walks home by himself so he doesn't have to choose between his parents. And they get out because Dan storms out. The entire therapy session, we presume, lasts five minutes, five minutes. in real time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite the, I mean, the Deb alike. It's a real Deb lookalike, in my opinion. Yeah. So talk about that. I'm just worried because the therapist looks exactly like Deb. I yeah. think they're a strong, it's a doppelganger situation. So I think that's just a problem waiting to happen. Yeah. And I don't know if Necromancer Dan is smart enough to be able to tell the difference between them. I mean, it's sort of, it like epitomizes who he is that even a good thing he does in bad faith. So yeah. he like, he does the thing in a way that knowing that it will break. <laughs> yeah. And he's going because he feels, because he has to. Yeah. Not because he's going to actually try 
to he he's not taking any blame still. And, and Deb's not really taking any blame either. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, our opinion is we're team Deb, of course. Like we we do think that maybe Nathan's problems lie more in Dan, but she, you know, I th- I think it's fair to say that Deb right now is focusing like all of her anger and blame on Dan in a way that's not useful to Nathan either. There, there is something about Dan being such a clear villain to the characters inside of the show that maybe lets the other characters off the hook Yeah, in terms of some like soul searching. Like she, she's so clearly the good guy in this situation because of how bad he is, but also has her own issues. I think. Totally. Um, who would you go with if you went outside and there were Deb and Dan? Because I know you don't love walking places necessarily. <laughs> so well, it was a like, nice day yeah. outside, though. The sun was, I remember, it looked like a nice walking day out there. You would have like... walked with Nathan. You would have been like, come on, Nathan. Our oh, parents who are... am I in this you're Nathan... scenario? Sorry, you're Nathan's younger sister. Oh, you're not yeah, I would have been like, Nathan, let's go for a walk. Okay. Wait, stepsister. It's complicated. You learn about it in a later <laughs> episode. <laughs> So Luke and this is when we remembered that Lucas and Brooke are dating. They're at a bookshop and they've been there for, we presume, one to three minutes. Mm-hmm. And Brooke is already bored out of her mind. And she's like, let's go do something fun. And Lucas is like, I brought you here because I really love this place. Like we just got here. And she flirts her way into convincing him to leave. And he's like, okay, I'll do whatever you want to do as long as it's not illegal. <laughs> So they end up in a hot tub. Well, she also, she doesn't like the smell of the place. She like describes it as funky, which is like a bookstore smell, which I think is the books. I think that's the best smell maybe in the world. Well, I no, I, and that's what Lucas says. He's like the smell of old books. I do understand. I see where she's coming from. Like, like it's musty because they're old books. Yeah. But also that's history, but she doesn't, she doesn't care. I aspire to age into that smell. What does that mean? You want to smell like an old book? An old bookstore, like many old books. Many old books? (laughs) Many. Many old books. Yeah. Many old books, our neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're in a hot tub and Brooke. Oh, no, no. Okay. This is actually a really good, like, cut. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, as long as it's not illegal. And then it cuts to Brooke standing in front of him. We don't know where yet. And she's just like taking off all her clothes. And he's standing there like, 16? He's 16 years old. I think they're 16 or 17. They're juniors. Okay. Um, She takes off her clothes. And then they're in a hot tub. And she's topless in this hot tub. We don't know about bottoms. I'm assuming she's wearing bottoms. But who knows? Um and they're like kissing and stuff and luke is like when are your parents gonna get home and brooke is like not for a while but it doesn't really matter because this isn't their house (laughs) so they definitely (laughs) did something illegal yeah so they're in someone else's backyard these two teenagers naked in a hot tub in somebody else's backyard she like says something sexy or something and they just start making out hardcore in the song is anyone out there because it's getting hot and hot and the brain is playing and when the scene cuts to a different scene will just went that was hot i'm sorry but it was it really was well and they did the they did the pan away they like panned up to the house you know it's it's the pan where it's like, and and just imagine what happened. Next. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> like camera, the, wind through the, the cameraman <laughs> had to pan up because it was too hot. Well, here's here's a fun fact. Here's the time for a fun fact. Do you want to? Do you know this fun fact, Will? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm about to say? Is it fun? Um. Yeah. Is it an, true? It's an, yeah. It's a. It's fun and it's a fact. Um. I'm just going to say it. Okay, go ahead. So, so Brooke and Lucas, the characters, have a lot of physical chemistry. Like, you can't deny it. Because? We don't root for them yeah. necessarily so far. I, don't, I feel like Luke and I, Will and I, oh, oh just called God. you Luke. Oh, <laughs> it's begun. Oh, Luke, I mean, Will, I mean, Chad. Chad Michael. 
<laughs> Do you think Sophie Bush? Will... I mean, mom. I mean, <laughs> do you think that people call Chad Michael Murray Chad Michael? Chad Michael. So good to see you, Chad Michael. Probably oh, not. maybe just Chad. Yeah. Um, but I feel like one reason, maybe like they had Brooke and Lucas be together at this moment forever. Go ahead. <laughs> is because Sophia Bush and Chad Michael Murray were dating in real life. Oof. And have a, like they do have a lot of chemistry physically on yeah. camera and off. Whoa. So they and they got married very quickly. And then they definitely did get divorced before the show was over. The show was over pretty soon. It was a it was a whirlwind romance. Wow. They were together. I think. Well, I don't know the details, but like I would assume like a couple years. But they definitely broke up when the show was still. Um like still going strong oof yeah that is a fun fact abby (laughs) (laughs) right okay fun so again the update is abby and i are still together and and at this point in the show chad and sophie uh sophia the chad corner will you go to his instagram and read the caption from his latest post yeah chad corner it's the corner for all things chad michael murray chad michael murray instagram a few of my friends follow him on instagram (laughs) i'm finding out i won't blast you okay so it's a black and white oh chad michael murray this is a black and white photo he right now has kind of like a trimmed but scruffy beard um his muscles are very prominent in this picture he's wearing one of those tank tops that like goes way um, with the caption way under the yeah. armpit just read the caption um and he has a shirt that like has like a cross on it but the cross is upside yeah. down I and don't what know does what he say about means. it what does he have to say and about he's it? he's um i'll show you what his face is and you describe it well okay oh he's uh like a a lamb that has just learned how to walk yeah really happy yeah and oh it's so long read it. it's this long i know read it oh you read do you follow him just read oh, well, do the you, caption do you follow <laughs> read it okay <laughs> read <laughs> it okay chad Montgomery. <laughs> Meant to be read monotone. Do it. I'm, you need to let me read this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Meant to be read monotone. <laughs> I'm going to add some color commentary. Like I do. <laughs> A calm, oh, I hate this. A calm fills the moment before our nomadic sequence of events start. <laughs> 4.30 a.m. Alarm. Buzz. 30 minutes. Okay, this isn't fair because he says meant to be read monotone, but then buzz is in all caps with an exclamation point buzz 30 minutes of sleep wasn't enough (laughs) get out of bed eyes are cloudy stumble force myself awake order coffee eat stare off into static knock knock holy crap that made me jump trip on buzz lightyear en route to answer door coffee is here drink it where does he order coffee from (laughs) read something (laughs) read something stimulating Mm. maybe john steinbeck perhaps Drink more coffee. Trump said what now? Need more coffee. (laughs) Look in the mirror. When did that hair turn gray? Floss. Very important. Shower. Listen to music. Sing to the music. Poorly. Get dressed. Finish coffee. (laughs) Wide-eyed. Ready. Kids wake. Ouch. Who threw that? Get dressed, please. Keep the food on your plate. Turn on cartoons. Thank you, Bingo and Raleigh. Take a moment to enjoy their beauty glass smashes shit moments over jam cloths in suitcase zip final checks here we come world let's do it all again hashtag blessed hashtag exhaustion builds character hashtag puppy dog pals that's the show that his kids oh okay got it that's his that's his caption comment Comment on the photo what you think of our podcast. Ooh, what? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> or um, may, like tweeted us with a picture of you and your morning routine. <laughs> <laughs> and the, our favorite one we'll read in monotone the next episode. <laughs> and Chad, if you're out there, you are also eligible 
for this competition. So yeah, actually, if if no one sends us one or if no one's is as good as Chad's, we're just gonna read Chad's again next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're at the diner. Dead, dead. Deb gives a plate to a wrong person. Is that a, that's a spoiler. <laughs> no. Deb gives a plate to a wrong person to show that she's like thinking about, a, excuse me, thinking about other things. There are two people at the bar. But there's two, literally two people at the bar and one of them is Keith, her friend, her brother-in-law. <laughs> she mixes them up. <laughs> her little penance thing is she's very bad at it. So Keith um, is there and... Oh, no, no. Keith gives a really good um, simile. He says, Dan in counseling is like Hannibal Lecter at a salad bar. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing for you to do? Like yeah. it's not going to help at all? Maybe I guess that's... You're it's still going to be hungry? He's, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really um, make sense. Well, it's also not entirely... Because I feel like He doesn't Hannibal, belong, maybe. Yeah, and also Hannibal doesn't just eat people. He has like a balanced diet. He can't you can't just eat other humans. Yeah, I mean he has fava beans. Yeah. And you can get fava beans at a salad bar. And you know what else you can get at a salad bar? People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He can literally get his full meal. It's a at salad, a salad in a public <laughs> in a public place. Yeah. You just work your way down the salad bar. And then you look around at the other people who are working their yeah. way down the salad bar and you pick. You pick. Yeah, you pick your, you you pick, you pick. You just pick your pick. And also it's kind of perfect because you can know what, you know what you're eating, what what kind of like, what it's been eating. You know, you can like yeah. see its diet right in front of you. It's, oh my. <laughs> I'm in deep. We're like, we're maybe going too far in humanizing animal lecture or like normalizing it. Um. So Dan wants to take Nathan to dinner and (laughs) and deb says no no and dan says yes and deb says no and then dan says yeah and he leaves and keith says send nathan to me babe (laughs) so lucas is at oh shows up to peyton's i don't know how to say your name peyton 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 um and he goes to open the door and it's unlocked and he hears noises. So he grabs a rake and he's like, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. And he sees this strange man in the kitchen and he's like, hey, what are you doing here? And the guy turns around and we discover it's Peyton's dad. Uh, we, I mean, jury's still out at this point for me as a viewer. About if whether he's her Here's dad or thing, not, he's Abby, her dad. If I, I know that now, but I feel like if I were a robber, and if someone walked into the house and said, "Who are you?" My first response, immediately, the first thing you do when you're casing a joint, when you're robbing a place, is to turn around and say, "I'm the dad," and then. But most of the time, wouldn't the person know? Whether you're the dad or not. It's just for a split second where they think, is that the dad? <laughs> and that's the advantage that you need. That you need to like throw some flour in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it is it is in fact the dad. Yes. And Peyton comes down and they all have a good laugh making fun of Lucas. And the three of them are like very cute together. It's mm. a very it's a very lovely scene. I think her dad, for the first time in my life, I think her dad's really attractive. This is new. You didn't. I've never thought that before. With Keith, was that also a realization? Keith was an, a, a realization as I was older, but not recently. I had that realization a couple of years ago where I was like, oh my God, the hottest person in this show is Keith. It really, I mean, you're attracted to the, like the blue collar, older, <laughs> manual labor. Manual labor, yeah. Like father figures. Yeah, because like one works on like an oil rig. He's a dredger, a drudger. Oh, yeah. So not at all. He dredges. Peyton and Brooke are at school. Oh, and this is the very first. So so Peyton is like, my dad's home. And the first thing that Brooke says is like, your dad's hot. So that kind of validated yeah. my own, um, what I saw. Because mm-hmm. I said he was hot and then Will said, no, he's not. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't immediately wooed by him. I think. Right. But also, I mean, to be fair, I was still thinking he could be a robber. Right. And I don't want to... I'm trying really hard in my own life to not be, like, attracted to criminals. Mm. Like, a certain kind of crime, you know? To not, like, romanticize a robber, 
you know? Because mm. when, when you say robber, I immediately, the first thing that pops in my head is hot. Clyde. You know? Hot robber. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie hot. and Clyde. Hot robbers. And I just, I'm, I want to really work against that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what happened to me in high school when they showed all the accomplices to John Wilkes Booth. Mm-hmm. And the guy who stabbed the Secretary of Treasury, he, he, he stabbed a cabinet member in his sleep. And we don't talk about that, but it happened. But he survived. Um, but the guy who did the stabbing, they showed his photo. And I remember like 16-year-old me being like, oh, my God. Oh, um, I'm, I'm really confused about how I'm feeling right now <laughs> for a lot of reasons. That guy's dad, like he's famous for stabbing someone. And also he's dead. But that's a good photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of how Will felt. Yeah, but now, well. now I know he's just a dad. Yeah. So Brooke um, wants to connect with Lucas more and wants Peyton's help. So Peyton gives Brooke a mix, not a mixtape. She gives her a Travis CD and tells her to tell Lucas to listen to tracks eight and 11. And that was when both Will and I looked at each other and we're like, Bruh! we've been <gasps> down this road before. Peyton. Never ask the friend for, I mean, never help your friend try to seduce the person you like. Yeah. Well, it never works for, for both anybody. People. Yeah. It's never, never solicit help from someone. You got to figure You got to figure that shit out for yourself. You yeah. know? Cause then everyone's lying. Everyone's lying. Yeah. So then Nathan and Haley are at tutoring. Um, at some point in all this, I think Lucas has grown a soul patch, but we, <laughs> we can keep going. But that was, I, it caught the light and I think I, I feel like it's new. Yeah. And maybe he grew it after the tattoo. I think he's had a few months to grow it because we haven't been doing the podcast. Oh, right. And, and remember that the episodes are just, it's just a, a slice of their life, but they keep, they keep living if we don't. Water, <laughs> the garden. So Nathan and Haley are at the tutoring center, um, and this is when Nathan, who we've started to like, he's been you know he's been on our good side for a couple episodes, mm-hmm. and then he says that the book The Little Prince is stupid. Yeah. Well, you know what, Nathan? Abby, don't. You know what, Nathan? Abby, please. Nathan, you know what I'm going to say to you? you're going to regret whatever you're, you say. You're stupid. Okay. Um, and he brings up, Nathan brings up not playing basketball anymore. And this is where I said that Haley was a very supportive partner and girlfriend. Because she says, she just asks questions. And when she does say, say things, she just says that he's being brave and that what he's going through is really hard. She doesn't force her own opinion on it she doesn't try to convince him to go one way or another she doesn't put any judgment she just says this is really hard what you're going through i'm proud of you and she asks him questions mm. oh i told you i'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> i just think that everyone everyone okay. not just you all of our listeners could really learn from Haley. okay well how does that how does that make you feel <laughs> <laughs> no you're very you're very good at asking questions and saying non-judgmental supportive phrases to me you hear that mm-hmm. <laughs> um this is also when you find out it's so casual they just throw it into the scene but basketball is back oh it's back baby lucas is like at a table brooke comes up to him and this is when brooke says all work and no Brooke make Luke a boring boy. And um, that was when I stabbed both of my ears in with a pencil. Yeah. It's also maybe The Shining isn't the best movie to quote when you're concerned about your relationship. <laughs> since it's a movie about a couple whose relationship is broken yeah. trying to kill each other. Yeah. Um, so she gives him the CD of Travis and she calls Travis a boy. Like she kept on referring to Travis as like, he's great. And Lucas is really confused. And then she tells him to listen to tracks eight and 13. So then we see later and he's like, okay, thanks babe. And then she leaves and we see Lucas go up to Peyton and he puts the CD in front of Peyton and he knows that it was Peyton 
that was behind it. And he's like, what are you trying to like Cyrano me through Brooke? Um, and the reason Sir- he knows. Serrano? Cyrano? Cyrano. Cyrano? Cyrano. Ber- Bergenac? Bergenac? <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> um, and the reason he knows that it was Peyton um, is because Travis is a group. It's a band, not a not a man. And there is no track 13. There are only 11 tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lucas is kind of like, you, you know, you can't like, like Brooke and I can figure this out. Like, don't, you don't need to do this. Also, why are you doing that? Like it's, but it also just shows how well he knows Peyton. Yeah. And I like, you know, so many shows have done this thing where it's like the person who the person should be with is helping the other person get the person. Yeah. And it was nice that like they started that plot and then immediately it fails. Yeah. This is when Peyton and Lucas start talking about her dad and he actually asks her all the right questions where he, he, and, and what they come to the conclusion to is like Peyton really misses her dad, needs her dad because he's off all the time on jobs. And Lucas is basically like, you need to be honest with him and tell him that. Then Lucas is like, I haven't had any quiet time. Can, do you mind if I just like sit here and read while you draw? And then they do the, they just, he reads and she draws and it's really, really cute. Yeah. It's and, ideal. And there's a moment where he's reading and she looks. And then she looks down, and then he looks, and she's engrossed in her work. Yeah. And I, and it's a misconnection. But I really, I mean, I love, you know you're really close with someone, and you can just sit with them and not have to say anything. just sit (laughs) (laughs) so um nathan visits keith at the shop because his mom told him to um ding dong knock knock it's me your neff (laughs) and really like it the thing the big thing that happens is that keith kind of gives him permission to quit basketball if he wants to he's Mm -hmm. just kind of like it's a game not life it's not like life the game <laughs> it's not the game of life it's Which the game I of love. basketball <laughs> and he pulls back a tarp and he's been playing the same game of life obsessively for 10 years because <laughs> also keith has no employees well, no one's luke. ever wor- oh luke works <laughs> yeah. luke works there from what like four to six um so Haley and peyton are at school oh like we don't even need to talk about this it just it's just like a quick scene that shows that Haley and peyton still really like each other um, oh, but it is Haley asking for advice about Nathan. And I just wrote, poor Peyton, this poor girl yeah. keeps getting advice from like the people dating the people she likes or has liked. And it's just. Makes painful. you like Peyton a lot. I yeah. mean, she's, she's having a really hard day and keeps her cool. And she says really nice things to Haley. She's like, you're really good for Nathan. You know what to do. Mm. You know better than I do. Yeah. Um, so then we're at basketball practice. We're back, baby. We're back. Jake Jaguskos. Remember him with the baby? Remember last time? Who could forget Jaglakong? Remember he has a baby named Jenny? Yeah. Um, he brings Jenny to practice. And Whitey's like, don't bring babies. Don't bring babies in here. And Jake's like, it's the only way I can practice, coach. And he's like, and fine. Whitey, Whitey points to the no babies allowed sign. <laughs> and Jagliski's like, oh, this once? Come on. Come on, man. Um, and Whitey says, find her a place on the bleachers where she can see her daddy throw up because he's making them do suicides. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and this is when Peyton and Jake, um, she comes over and talks to him and is like, I'll watch her. Even though she's in cheerleading practice, she can't watch her, but whatever. And they have like another moment. Cause if you remember from last episode at, um, the Gavin DeGraw open mic night, they have they share a moment of just kind of like seeing each other for the first time and mm. it's kind of like that again where they have a a bit of a spark i would say yeah and the other important thing about this basketball practice is it's missing something and that something it's is nathan, nathan. <sighs> so lucas and brooke <laughs> there is a funny oh, moment yeah. with uh who is who's nathan's friend oh tim. poor man zach Efron. tim <laughs> <laughs> Poor Zach Efron, where Whitey, Whitey like s- says a homophobic 
comment kind of. And he his, says, you're his girlfriend, Tim. Where's Nathan? Um, in like an insulting way. And, uh, and Tim is just like, so pleased. Yeah. <laughs> He's delighted by it. Like he, yeah, he, 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 it's like being called, it's like it wasn't an insult. It was like, it was a fact. Yeah. Like if he was actually his girlfriend, cause then, cause then he answers, he's just like, I don't know, coach. I haven't seen him. Yeah. <laughs> the last time we saw him, he was scoring steroids. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Tim is deeply in love with Nathan. Yeah. And like if. If Mark Schwann, the creator of One Tree Hill, was J.K. Rowling, <laughs> there would have been a tweet by now. I was like, Tim and Nathan had an intensely sexual relationship <laughs> sophomore year of high school before the show began. Yeah, a lot of retcon going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good J.K. Burn. Nice, 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 nice. So Lucas and Brooke are in Lucas's room. And Brooke, um, Lucas, tell you know, tells her that he knows she didn't give him the CD. And Brooke says, I want to know everything about you. And I want you to know almost everything about me. So she said, next time you go and do something you love, bring me along. And this is, I got so yeah. mad. You took the pencils you had shoved into your ears and you ripped them out. <laughs> Blood was streaming yeah. on the sides of your face. Go ahead. Tell yeah, them. Yeah, and I was tell smiling. You, you were smiling, You were, but yeah. had kind of like a crazy look in your yeah. eye. And you were breathing really, like, I was surprised by how hard you were breathing. Yeah. You were kind of like out of breath. You could see my like ribs. like. <laughs> yeah, I could see your heart yeah. beating in your like chest because of how you had rent your clothes. Uh-huh. Um, but the reason I was so upset is because literally the very first scene of this episode was Lucas bringing Brooke to a bookstore, something he loves to do and wanted to share with her. And she shits all over it, says it smells bad and makes him leave. <laughs> and now she's like, I just like next time, like, bring me along. Like, he did bring you along. And you were so shitty about it's all, it. It's also... A detail of that is that Luke is writing an email to his mom saying, I miss you, mom. And then Brooke opens the door, straddles him, blocking the computer screen. <laughs> that's like a, a nice, like, smooth little bit of staging. That's like, she's getting in the way of his relationships with the other women in his the life. better women. Is, well, that's not fair. Not the better women, just the women that... I think his mom is better than Brooke. Oh, I would say, well, his mom is better than literally everybody. Yeah. <sighs> so, anything else about that? Um... It, oh, he says, she's like, go on a date with me. He's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And she's like, oh. she's saying all this with her eyes. She's like, oh, no, she's like, do you want to do something after school? And he's, he's like, like oh, I can't, sorry, I'm busy. I can't, I can't, I'm busy. And she's like, what? And he's like, I'm going on a date with you. So another hot, another hot out into the next scene. <laughs> so Dan and Nathan are at dinner. And Dan immediately flirts with the waitress. Ugh. 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 And she's into it. It was a different time. Well, he's he, he's handsome, you know. I I don't find we don't find him handsome, but no. he's handsome because we see his darkness. He looks like not the um, good kind of darkness. Like he's got a Superman vibe. I've said that Christopher Reeves. Yeah, he's yeah. got that vibe. But instead of being in a horseback riding accident mm. that paralyzed him from the waist mm. down, he was in a soul accident <laughs> that broke his insides. Yeah. Well, after he split his soul into seven different objects. Oh my yeah. god. So Nathan says he didn't go to practice, and Dan gets super mad, calls it career suicide. It doesn't go well. Mm -hmm. um, so then Keith is at the garage again, and Dan walks in and starts yelling at Keith, telling Keith He's revealed as a car is like slowly <laughs> lowered. <laughs> even, even in the context of the show, Keith is like, that's creepy. <laughs> Just like standing he's, there. he's revealed like, like the way that it... Like the clown in yeah. it is revealed. Like it is a horror movie reveal. It's the same entrance that Darth Vader has in the yeah. first Star Wars. <laughs> so uh, basically Dan blames Keith for Nathan quitting. Um, or he hasn't quit yet. He just like hasn't decided. And this is when Dan says, oh God, Dan is so mean. Dan is so mean. He says, I don't mind you playing daddy to one of my offspring, but leave the good one alone. <laughs> So, like, it, even the only way it would have been worse is if he had used the word spawn. <laughs> <laughs> it's so messed up. The good one. It's, that's like one of the worst sentences. Like, my my mouth is now dry because that was so horrible to say. If I was Keith, 
I would have hit the button and raised the car back up to just block out Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible, yeah. <laughs> so Peyton, Peyton and Jake, oh yeah, so Jake comes up to Peyton in school and brings her back her keys, which I guess she has been living without for 24 hours. He gives her keys because she had been using them to stop Ginny from crying and they they're a little like flirty for the first time it's it's again very yeah. cute because we love Peyton and we love Jake Jagoskas yeah so and that is when in the same hallway scene Lucas and Nathan have a nice moment where Lucas kind of is like hey man what's going on with you um sorry you weren't at practice but you have to do what you have to do and Nathan is fine about it but he kind of doesn't buy it like he's he's cynical about it but it's still like it's like the first time they've had like a cordial conversation in a long time yeah and in which the conversation doesn't end like we'll see or like save it for the court bro yeah but they don't call each other bro no they call each other brother (laughs) (laughs) so nathan is like i'm skipping school and he convinces Haley to go with him it does. It's not like he forces her. He's kind of mm-hmm. like, "Come with me," and she says no, and he starts to leave. And she's like, "No, I will come." Mm-hmm. And they end up at Nathan, like the dad's lake house where he's been living because he hasn't been living at their house. But Nathan says that his dad is um, in like South Carolina or something. Like yeah. he's in a different Carolina. Um, and they go there, and Haley gets wasted, and they're like making out hardcore on the beach. And Dan sees them. And he's like, we're going home. And he straps Haley in the front seat. He gets into the car. He's very rough with her. Yeah. Like, and, and just he, talking like, to Nathan, like kind of ignoring her. He totally isn't treating her like a person. Yeah. Um, he's treating her like a basketball. <laughs> he dribbles her to the car. <laughs> he shoots her into the front seat. Three points her in. Yeah. And he says, three points for, for the big dog. He says, nothing but net. I'm not done with you, son. Yeah. yeah. And he straps in and he's about to leave and she and Haley does the best thing she's done so far where she throws up all over Dan's lap. It's beautiful. Peyton is hanging out with her dad and we find out that he got a job um, that is a really high paying great job, but it means he'd be gone for three months. And get this. It's in New Zealand. <laughs> it is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I was just watching a movie last night where someone else... Got a long job in New Zealand. That's where you go. Yeah. That's I had friends go. who had a year-long job in New Zealand. Who? The Griffiths. Oh. So Peyton, we we can see in her face she doesn't want him to take it, but she says you should take it. Yeah. Because she's trying to be supportive. This is an episode where she is doing everything for other people in her life. Yeah. She's giving advice to everyone else. She's helping everyone else. Yeah. She's being very um, like selfless, but also she's not taking care of herself, which isn't good. So um, then they're at the Peyton and her dad are at the cafe and Lucas sits with them and he and Peyton's dad really hit it off and they're discussing books. Faulkner. Faulkner. And Brooke walks up in like a leather jacket. She's wearing all leathers, just I have to assume. And um, she sees through the cafe window Lucas and Peyton and her dad all being all chummy. And she gets really sad. Um, and Will says, Will said while watching it, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important scene because it's maybe one of the few or only times we see her so far, like watching outside of a social context where so often she's like performing or is like saying what she thinks she's supposed to say or putting on her Brooke voice or um, <laughs> like we just kind of see her taking in this like natural easy moment i think yeah yeah it's like a she's seeing what they're missing mm-hmm. through him having it with other people yeah sad we've all been there so we're back at school the very next day and brooke channels that sadness or that like knowing the truth into anger and she goes up to lucas is like looks like you were dating peyton last night and not me um, and she's like storms off. So she's mad at him. It's kind of bad timing because he's standing with Peyton or like Peyton walks up. But then Peyton walks up right after yeah. and they talk and he's like, I don't know what's going on with her. Um, but then Lucas kind of tells Peyton, he's like, you need to stop pretending things are okay and you need to be honest with your dad. So he kind of is like, I'll deal with Brooke later, but I care about like what's going on with you and your dad. And yeah. he 
tries to help. And this is also, so we go back to Nathan and Haley. This is when we find out that Haley got an F on a test, presumably because of the skipping she's been doing with Nathan. Yeah. And she kind of um, shrugs it off. She's like, ah, it's fine. I'll make it up. But Nathan is kind of concerned. Yeah. Um, And we'll see that resolution later. (laughs) Um, So we're after school. Peyton is at home with her dad. And this is when it looks like she's going to follow Lucas's advice and be honest with him. And this is when he gives her oil paints as a late birthday present. And they're expensive oil paints because he already accepted the job. And now Peyton feels like she can't ask him to stay because he already took the job. Yeah. And it's it's worse now because she's decided she knows that the right thing to do is to talk to him to keep the family together. But, but she, she feels like she but can't. she cannot she say not say. Yeah. We're back at therapy, baby. So it's just Deb and Dan this time. And um this is <laughs> at one point the therapist says, Tell me about basketball, Dan. And Dan says, Well, you put a ball through a hoop. Which is especially infuriating, knowing that he loves talking about basketball. Yeah, the one time. <laughs> it's like the one thing that he's such, such like a man child. Ugh. And the one thing, the one big takeaway from this counseling session is they kind of start to realize that maybe they don't have anything between them outside of Nathan. Yeah, the therapist asked them, "Tell me about Deb and Deb and Dan. What do you Who have in Deb common? Deb and Dan. Who are Deb and Dan?" And they don't have anything to say. So Whitey. <laughs> Whitey's at the gym after hours late at night. The lights are dimmed. Um, and Nathan shows up. And Whitey says something like, you're five hours late for practice. And um, this is when Whitey, kind of similar to Keith, gives, you know, Nathan's still trying to figure out if he should play or not. And Whitey tells him that, Nobody can make him do something he doesn't want to do. So he's kind of leaving it, putting the ball in Nathan's court. Nice, um, nice. And so Whitey says, take out Dan and all the pressure you feel from everybody. And it's just basketball. Do you really love this game? It's a good question. And yeah. Nathan says, I do, but I see what it's doing to my life. Whitey says, then you may have found your answer. Yeah. And I don't know, at that moment, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if that means he should quit or he loves it, so he should figure it out. I do think we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's why I think it's why he handles that moment well. He doesn't put any pressure on him to, he's not trying to convince him to join, come back, even though Nathan is the best player on the team. Yeah. I mean, we see a lot of healthy. A lot of healthy relationship conversations in this app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A few outliers. Yeah. Most of them are Dan. But some of them are Luke. Some of them are Luke. Uh-oh. spaghetti Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so Brooke and Peyton are together, and this is when Brooke is still mad at Lucas and trying to figure it out with Peyton. And what she says is he's trying to have the best of both worlds. You know, he's trying to have me and you. And it's, and Peyton writes it off. She's like, ugh, Brooke, you, she's like, Brooke, you could have any guy at the school. You now have Lucas sit back and enjoy it. And you can kind of see the hurt starting to come out. Yeah. And I think that Brooke, I don't know, you can kind of argue like both sides, like both sides have valid arguments, but I think there's something fair about Brooke saying he has the best of both worlds right now because he does have an emotional intimacy with Peyton yeah. but he has this physical in- intimacy with Brooke. I agree. And I think it's po- like it's completely possible to have a really close friendship and be dating somebody else, but knowing the history of Peyton and Lucas, it does feel I think Brooke it, well we already said it. Brooke is she her feelings are valid. Yeah. But I don't think it's Lucas's fault. No, it's not like he's like manipulating or either he's re- of them. He's he responsible, really thinks... but I don't think he's doing anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. 
but they have a few more episodes to work it out. <laughs> you just like already can sense that everyone's going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's what I mean. Like maybe he's not necessarily doing anything wrong, but he's going to hurt people. Everyone's going to hurt everyone in this trio. Yeah. It's a, a thing I like about the way they're doing it though, is that it's, it's a question of intimacy and uh, intention instead of like, and he's also hooking up with, you know, it's right. it's not like that right now. Right. Which I like. no. That's more interesting to me than like infidelity or like cheating. Totally. Totally. Obviously. But yeah. we don't like cheating. We, we don't, don't like, cheating. I don't like robbers. I don't like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Peyton's dad is around. <laughs> he's at home and he's looking. Oh, he's in Peyton's room because he was setting up her new webcam that he bought her. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at all her art. Which really signifies their connection because the webcam is a new webcam that they can use to, I'm assuming, like there's audio now so they could talk to someone. Right. Yeah. And um, he sees all her art and how most of her art is about abandonment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's, he sees the one that's like the stoplights and it says people always leave. Yeah. So he's starting to like get maybe get the message through her art and Luke people, walks in. People. People. <laughs> who, 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 who? Who's a people? <laughs> <laughs> so um and this is when Lucas maybe like oversteps a bit, but he's being a good friend. And he tells Peyton's dad, he's like, She really wants you to stay. Um, and she if I think she really needs her dad right now. And he shows the dad Peyton's comic strip and it's a panel. And so I'll just describe it. So it's four panels. The first one is a, sh a little girl, like a five-year-old girl on a dock watching a ship leave. The next panel, the ship's a little further out and the girl's a few years older. And then the ship's a little further out. She's a few years older. And then the ship is like way off in the horizon and it's Peyton now or a girl Peyton's age. So she's like watching this boat go further and further away. She gets older. Um, <laughs> and the dad is like, she's gotten so good at drawing boats. <laughs> The dad is like, what does this have to do with me? Why are you showing me this? <laughs> um, but Payne's, he gets it. He gets it. Um, so, it would be hard to make an anonymous comic in this small town. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when all of your comics are like about. About like your friends and yeah. everyone knows your life. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a, it's a moment where the dad now knows what's at stake. Mm -hmm. And so later... Peyton comes home and Lucas is still hanging out with her dad <laughs> um, and the dad has a suitcase and she's like you're leaving already and she gets like you're really upset and he says he turned down the three-month job and he's just leaving for three weeks and then he's going to be back and only taking local jobs so he's going to stay with her and she's so happy mm -hmm. she's so so happy um, and her dad as as he goes kind of outs Lucas and is like, I like your comic strip and mm -hmm. leaves. So she knows that Lucas had a part of her dad's staying or had a part in her dad's staying. Um, and Nathan and Haley are together at school and he, Nathan starts to kind of um, take responsibility for Haley skipping so much and getting a f an F on that test. Um, and this is when he kind of tells her like, you know, the girl I fell for was you and I I want to be with the real Haley the one I got all crushed out on I don't want to see you change I like you and it's really nice mm -hmm. he's like you know you don't need to impress me with any like I, I want you to work hard at school because you like it and I want you to stay yeah. true to who you are yeah but it it's it is funny though because it's all sort of like but you need to change <laughs> Nathan. Nathan. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it's like who did? So it's it's an interesting tension because probably one of the reasons Haley fell for him is because, you know, he was a little dangerous bad. or bad or yeah, and and that that's why she wasn't worried about the F is because she's feeling alive in a new way. I think. Yeah. And she's she's likes being a little reckless. Yeah, I wonder anytime people say I don't want you to change. Cause it, it's just a funny thing to say to someone, you know, and I, and I understand it and it feels like it's implied that I want you to grow, but I don't want you to change the good parts of you. I want you to grow right. up, but I don't want the good parts of you to change. Yeah. Will and I are firm believers in people, in people always changing. 
right? Well, I'm for like, you know, people are always changing. People I, are I not the same. I used to be that way and now I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah. like, and, and I'm, I'm a big fan of rem- always remembering that. Like, people are not static. Mm. But I think the sentiment here is nice of him being like, I don't want you to mold yourself into who you think I want you to be. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what he's trying to say. Or even I don't want to do that unconsciously. Feels a little bit of it. You know, it's sort of like I don't want to I don't want by, to corrupt you. <laughs> yeah, by like just by the virtue of you being around me more for yeah. you to change to match me. Like I'm it feels like he was like naming his own awareness of what was happening, which is big. It's big for Nathan. Yes. Um and it's super different because it seems like at the beginning of their interactions, all he was trying to do was corrupt her to to fuck with Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he genuinely we're finally believing like the last couple episodes he's proven that he really does like Haley. yeah and it's not a game anymore and his but, earlier relationship with peyton he didn't care who she was he just yeah. like wanted a girlfriend like a hot girlfriend yeah and she's hot she's very hot everyone in this town is yeah brooke is waiting at lucas's house after he um was with peyton and her dad and she expresses Finally, she expresses like what has been making her feel so bad, and it's that they're too different. They're not into the same stuff, and she feels like that's going to ruin them or whatever. And Lucas says he doesn't want her to like that stuff. He likes that they're different. Um, and you believe it. He like You really believe you know, he, he likes Brooke for who she is. Brooke says, you're the first good guy I've ever dated, and that scares me because I never gave a rat's ass before, but I do now. And Lucas says, I give a rat's ass about you too. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's a real, when Harry met Sally, I hate you. I really hate you, Harry. Let's mm, not. No, it that's like is, one of the best scenes of all time. I think and this I don't one want to compare this one to. Tops it's like it. literally like the, one of the best scenes of all time. <laughs> well, whenever you think of One Tree Hill, think no, of that scene. No, no. <laughs> Tie it. Love the show. I love the show. But no, no, no. <laughs> Nowhere near. No, no, no. <laughs> This one has rat's ass in it twice. <laughs> We're not comparing it <laughs> to the New Year's you've seen him in Harry Met Sally. So um, Nathan goes to the lake house to see his dad, Dan. Nathan apologizes for his behavior. Dan does not. Um, I ro- I just rolled my eyes so hard my neck hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nathan says a few things that he says. It's it's a heart to heart with mostly, mostly Nathan, mm-hmm. um, and he says everything's basketball with us, and Nathan starts to blame himself. It's for, a heart to Dan. I don't know if it's a heart yeah. to Dan. <laughs> if yeah, Dan doesn't have a heart. Um, he's replaced it with a dark, Dan. dark magic. Dark, angry, nothing. Whoa, Dan. Dan. So Dan, um, so Nathan blames himself for Deb and Dan fighting. Um, just like the one thing that every divorce, it would be like, it's not your fault. And they maybe never said that. To no. Right. Um, and Nathan says, I'm starting to think that maybe you chose the wrong son. Oh, that was hard for me to read. That's so horrible. Yeah. Everything about like, just even thinking in those terms is so horrible, but uh, just, so and, sad. And you see how Dan has created that. Totally. Like, I mean, the he idea of even said, having to choose a son. Yeah. And he how... called Nathan the good one. Yeah. Earlier this episode. Until you're like seeing and hearing. We've seen the effect, but we're seeing Nathan articulate it of yeah. like that worldview. And, and this so, is. Ugh. Dan then says something that I was really surprised by. Um, so he says, Dan to Nathan says, no matter what you decide, you're my son and I'm proud of you. I love you. And it feels at the moment like the right thing to say and really sincere. Mm-hmm. we'll see and he if, put he you know puts his little hand on his little shoulder <laughs> i think he meant it but i don't think he's going to feel it as soon as yeah. <laughs> i think he's like i didn't think you'd actually quit yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i think it's more him trying to like keep the situation under control instead of but for it's, the first it's, time he doesn't push exactly it's like the we've never seen him say or do anything near this like gentle gentle yeah, yeah. Um, and that day his heart grew, grew three sizes, but it was honestly so small already that yeah. it, it w- again, it wasn't a heart. It was actually just like an orb of dark magics. Yeah. So well, actually scientists he call it nuggets. I think darker. it was like a little nugget of darkness. Yeah. 
Um, so Nathan is at the Riverside Court. The court by the river. Riverside. And we just came up with that. <laughs> and Nathan tells Lucas that he's quitting basketball. And he wanted Lucas to be the first to know. And he says, you wanted my world, man. It's all yours. And he leaves. He passes him the ball. Mm -hmm. And then we go into an ending. But then Luke, as he's walking away, Luke is like, wait, what do you, uh, what do you mean? Sorry, I need like a little more information. (laughs) (laughs) Which, no, I'm, I'm still, I'm the shooting guard. Yeah, I'm the shooting. I can't actually play your position because I, it doesn't play to my strength. Are you walking? Oh, you're in your car already. I can't play two positions on the basketball team. Can you we will just be talk replaced about by this? somebody I, else. <laughs> you were my partner in drills, so I, I just need to like. <laughs> can we talk about the logistics before? You... There he goes. Do I need to live in your house? <laughs> you mean your your whole life? Like I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to date Haley. Am I ever going to see you again? <laughs> we never see Nathan ever again. What? Spoiler. Please. <laughs> So How different go- would that have been if that <laughs> the final moment if Nathan had said, you want my life? You got it. And then it started walking away and then turned around and said, and I've got yours. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mission, Impos- Mission, Imp- said, Mission, Mission Impossible. Mission <laughs> Did you want to finish the episode? Yeah. So uh, ending montage. I'm just going to run through them. Jake is with his um, baby daughter, Jenny. And she's crying, so he does the key trick like Peyton did, and it works. And Mm -hmm. he kind of smiles, remembering Peyton. Um, Deb sees Nathan's empty bed and gets sad. Peyton leaves a light on for her dad. It's a symbolic light, but it makes her happy. Mm -hmm. Waste electricity. Mm -hmm. But it makes her happy. Lucas and Brooke are making out in the car. (laughs) Dan is sad at the lake house, and Nathan takes his name off his locker. And while that's happening, Lucas gives the final quote from... And Whitey watches it. La Petite Prince. Yeah. And it says, And the little prince said to the man, Grown-ups never understand anything for themselves, and it is tiresome for children to always be explaining things to them. Which, again, I looked up, and it was not a perfect quote. (laughs) I think (laughs) it might be a copyright thing. I think they maybe can't get the rights or something. Yeah, I guess. you could Because they don't credit it. They don't quote it. You never see a cover. No. And they don't give the author. No. Yeah. Um, you know, another quote that they could have used though, what is when the Fox is talking to the little prince and he's talking about loving someone. And if you love someone, it's taming something wild and then mm. you become responsible for it, which is what's happening with Luke and Brooke right now. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like it more had to do with like Nathan and absolutely. Yeah. D- and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like and it's also kind of the whole to... show where it's like the kids are showing the adults how to maybe work this thing out yeah if or they trying don't to not repeat learn from their mistakes overall general general thoughts the, well in my set. notes i wrote down what an ep for the books <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was kind of fun um it's gonna be it's gonna be back it's gonna be back in the world of tree hill do you want to hear my prediction yeah okay so you know who we haven't heard from in a while? Skulls. Karen. <laughs> okay. She's been up to some real shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Or as they say in Italy. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next step is going to take us over to the mother country, to Italia, <laughs> where Karen has has three men who have all fallen in love with her. And she realizes that any three of them could be Luke's real father. <laughs> I think it's like a real it's like Mamma mu- Mia. It's a musical episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a musical episode, but it's just Karen. For the first time in television history, the musical episode is in season one. Yeah, and Karen learns about uh, soccer for the first time, <laughs> <laughs> and she, I think, she'll be like, "Could I bring this back?" Well, what she says is, "Could I bring this back? Could I change the game? What Dancing if we?" Queen. <laughs> Young and free, only 17. Basket queen. Soccer ball. Could I be a soccer mom? Thank you so much for listening. You're the best. 
And I've been Abby. I've been Will. And just remember. It's just a game, Nate. It's not life. Ah!